Chapter Thirty Four of Rebellion by Joseph M. Patterson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Makes divorce speed record. Judge Peebles sets new pace for untying nuptial knots. Cupid went down for the count in the courtroom of Circuit Judge James M. Peebles when five couples were legally separated yesterday afternoon between three and four o'clock about ten minutes for each case. This is said to establish a new record in Cook County for rapid-fire divorce. The cases, which were uncontested, were as follows. Rachel Siegland versus Max Siegland, Abandonment. Harmon A. Desroches versus Lottie Desroches, Infidelity. Mary Stiles versus Jonathan Stiles, Drunkenness. Georgia Connor, versus james connor drunkenness sarah bush versus oscar bush drunkenness and cruelty none of the defendants appearing the decrees were entered by default georgia read the item twice and smiled bitterly so her divorce was one of the rapid fire variety they said it had taken ten minutes she knew it had taken ten years and bush Deroche, those other people, might they not also have walked in Gethsemane? Was this what the papers meant by their humorous accounts of divorce mills? She had received an especially vivid impression of Mr. Daroche and never would forget him. His case had come just before her own. He had spoken in a nasal, penetrating voice, and she heard plainly every word when he testified. He was a short, middle-aged man, whose young wife, after ruining him by her extravagance, had run away with a tall travelling salesman. Even after that, Mr. Desroches had offered to forgive her and take her back. But she wouldn't come. Then finally he divorced her, as the reporter put it, with record-breaking speed. The day after her decree was granted, Georgia Talbot Connor and Mason Stevens went by automobile to Crown Point, Indiana, where, with Albert Talbot and Leela Frankland as witnesses, they were presently assured by a justice of the peace that they now were man and wife. She was compelled to cross the state line for the ceremony, because the laws of Illinois forbade her remarriage within a year, and she thought that she had waited long enough, the state legislature to the contrary notwithstanding. The party of four, when they returned to Chicago, had a bridal dinner in a private room, with white ribbons and cake. When it was finished, Georgia kissed L. Frankland for the second time in their lives. The first time was in the automobile on the way back from Crown Point. "'Good-bye, Al,' she said to her brother. "'You must come to see us in Kansas City soon.' "'Yes, indeed,' said Stevens. "'I certainly will.' promised Al. "'And Mama," she spoke a little wistfully, "'tell her we'd like her to come too if she would. Tell her, Al.' "'Yes, all right.' "'I'll send you something every week for her. Maybe, I'm not sure, maybe I'll keep on working.' "'Maybe you won't,' Mason interjected with conjugal promptitude. "'Don't be too sure,' she laughed. And anyway, if you don't behave nicely, I can always go back to L. Franklin. When the man and his wife were alone in their room, he returned to the moment of their betrothal. Dearest, he said, 
when the priest went out and left us yes i felt almost as if he were trying to lay a curse on us yes that was the meaning of it when he said you couldn't receive absolution yes our their teaching is that without absolution a soul in sin is damned eternally and you will never be afraid he asked almost fearful of his wonderful new happiness she pressed her husband's hand against her breast so that he felt the strong and steady beating of her heart no she answered him i will never be afraid for i believe that god will understand everything End of chapter 34 End of Rebellion by Joseph M. Patterson Recording by Lee Smalley